This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. And Brandon, we are Brexit. We are Brexit. We're all hashtag Brexit today. <laughs> yeah, for, for what Europe and, and England was suffering from, here we are today as Yankees. But I, I, I've, very... made, I've made one decision, Josh. Over the next mm-hmm. four years, we are going to become, we are going to devote our lives solely to the Premier League <laughs> and becoming the best FPL managers in America. Yeah, I sent out a tweet uh, in in kind of the the height of my despondency on last week Tuesday, and I said something like, uh, "Over the next four years, I plan to get really into sports and really into my baby, and uh, I'll see y'all in 2020." And that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. I just I, I I'm glad I have the escape. You know, I'm glad we have this FPL escape because uh, I don't know about people like people who don't have like sports or some kind of all consuming. Nerd yeah. hobby. Like, what, what if do you you're do? a nerd? What if you're a politics nerd? I mean, oh, you 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 can't yeah. get away from it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you have you have to get into something. You have to get into like I don't even know, like online. You got to like the underground gambling scene in your town. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. You got to find something. Yeah. Well, on the side, uh, Josh and I will also be fighting to make this country and this world a better place. So let's 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 be earnest about that for That's just right. one we'll make second. Our, make our don- yeah exactly make our donations and try to try to be good people, right? Yeah. So if if the election wasn't bad enough, we're, it also came in the midst of an international break, which was <laughs> a tor- torture in its own right. I know. No escape. And yeah, not only that, not only was there no escape, we had to play Mexico on Friday night. I know. Like what? Like what a ter- what a nightmare game to play. Like the like a game that I I always it is the for a U.S. men's national team fan it is the single best game. Right? It's it's real. It's like a, it's a true rivalry. There's real yes. venom on both sides. Both teams have won a fair amount the last few years. Yeah, generally uh, very competitive. And now it's a game that's being played where you actually feel bad if the U.S. men's national team won. Like, yeah, it was, not, I, it was not going to be satisfying. To be I, I was trying to take the other point of view, though, in that, um, OK, I'm going to sound a little like um, sound a little flowery here, I guess. But yeah, this is why international sport is so cool. Like the U.S. 
in spite of everything, gets to play Mexico, and the fans from both countries can come to the same arena and come together and be unified. And e- even though it's it's can be a blood sport at times. Right, but what about all those fans like in Mexico City or Tijuana or whatever watching this game? Like, you know, you just okay, we actually we can't even go down this road <laughs> for so many reasons. One, because this is not a politics podcast, it's a fantasy podcast, but also because Brandon and I could easily, as we've done m- multiple times this week already, spent like five or six hours just like just talking <laughs> about politics or whatever. So let's let's move right on, Brandon. We got we actually have a very interesting episode this week. We do. So we're gonna we're going to preview game week twelve. Uh, we're gonna talk about the upcoming fixtures. We've got a few uh, high-profile, maybe, injuries resulting Mm -hmm. from the international break. Uh, Talk about our potential transfers, clean sheets, captain choices. And then the second part of the episode, it's a question that Josh put out to all of our listeners in last week's episode and all over online. What changes would we make broadly to the FPL game, whether it's introducing new chips, changing the scoring system, changing the site? And we got a boatload of responses from you guys. So thank you. Three Three single-spaced uh, typed pages worth of responses. Uh, so if, if, you, if we don't list your suggestion on here, it's only because uh, we had to make some cuts and also we got lazy at some point. There was just there was just too much to filter through. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to post everything online. And I actually think what we're going to do is we're going to post it as a poll so that people can vote. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll try to get, like, the top five suggestions. And I, I'm really going to try to, like, get this to somebody at the official fantasy site. So if you, if you have some sort of contact there, uh, let us know. I mean, I'm not saying that we expect any of this stuff to actually happen, but it'd be kind of cool to say, like, all right, here are the, here are the five suggestions for, for what you could do instead of the all-out attack chip or, or whatever. I demand a meeting, Josh. <laughs> yeah, we'll fly out there. We'll fly out there on our own dime. If they were willing to meet with us, I would have. I was going to be there anyway, there. just if, in case you're asking. I was going to be there anyway. But we also we also know uh, just based on, you know, I mean, just based on how it is for us as listeners sometimes do not everyone wants to listen to what's probably going to be like 40 minutes of us going through suggested changes to the fantasy site. So we're actually going to uh, flip the way we normally do this podcast. We're going to do the game week 12 preview at the start of the podcast. Um, we're going to give our, our clean sheet picks and captain picks and, and run through the fixtures. Uh, and then after that, we're going to talk about all the changes to um, the FPL so that people have. So if you don't want to hear that, no problem. You can listen to the first half. <laughs> if, you, if you do want to hear it, uh, it's going to be awesome. There's some incredi- pretty incredible suggestions in there. We have installed an app, though, on our SoundCloud page, which actually tells us which listeners stop listening at a certain point. So we'll yeah, know so who we'll you are. For you. Yeah, Ross Lagerwood. If you stop listening, we'll know. You better listen to the final <laughs> second, Ross. <laughs> That's right. You're the final Lagerwood. you got to listen <laughs> to the final second. <laughs> okay, Josh, let's get to Game Week 12, our preview, before we just totally get uh, off the rails here. I think because we're in the midst of the international break and there has been a flurry of knee-jerk, knee-jerk transfers, let's touch quickly upon the... the knee-jerk was a, it's a movie with uh, Mick Jagger from the early 90s, wasn't it? Jack. <laughs> you can't always get what you want, knee-jerk. <laughs> So Eden Hazard was uh, all the buzz. He was trending on Twitter the last couple of days. He had this his, this mystery knock and that caused him to come off of the uh, uh, Belgian World Cup qualifier. I think it was around the 73rd minute. Mm-hmm. So Roberto Martinez has come out and said it's just a knock, nothing serious. Um, some people actually online theorized that Eden Hazard actually just had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> 
But yeah, it but sounds it, like it's fine. I mean, there was an article in the Daily News, this or not Daily News, maybe Daily Mail or something like that. Uh, the, the, the most reputable of all news sources that said that he is uh, totally fine and um, and you know ready to play on Sunday. I think they play on Sunday, right? So they even have an extra day. So they, they do. Uh, I, yeah, and and with with Diego Costa likely out for this weekend, I think uh, um, even if his art is a little injured, I think they'll probably play him just because uh, they you know. Any away fixture in the Premier League, you've got to be a little a little careful, I think. So I, I think he'll probably play. And just a sneak preview of our FPL game improvements. Davey Pointless Polls at from Burnley on Twitter. He said, if I could change one thing, stop using idiots on flagship Sunday night who flag Hazard before any announcement. That's all, really. So I think, I think Davey <laughs> yeah. here is concerned about uh, actually either but buying Hazard ahead of time and being concerned about the flag, or this is really actually impacting Hazard's price. A lot of people who bought him early, such as yourself, Josh, you may be impacted on a price change, a further price increase because of this flag. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I feel like if he went from 9.9 to 10.1 pretty quickly. So I, I feel like if he was, uh, yeah, I know uh, Mark from the Fantasy Football Scout had this very long post. I don't know, you may have seen this where he sort of talked about the the flagging process. And I, I think the pro- part of the problem was that wasn't he flagged as like 50-50 or was it a 75% flag? 75 Okay, seventy five percent. Well, you know, I mean, seventy five percent is like the easiest flag to get. You know, <laughs> it is, like, yeah. if like if there's like a rumor that you might have caught a cold or something, like you get a seventy five percent flag. Like I, I have had game weeks where like my entire lineup was seventy five percent, every single one of them played. Right, so right, right. I, I was surprised this one got so much controversy. I mean, I, you know, the Alexis Sanchez one, I understand that that one's pretty complicated, but you know, I'd be I'm a lot more scared about someone like Kane or Sanchez than I am uh, Hazard or Costa for that matter. Yeah, Kane. the The theory with with Kane, he is he's not flagged, but he was released from England duty this week. But it just seems like it, it's it's because he's still recovering from an injury. They weren't going to play him anyway, so he may as well yeah. just go train with Spurs. I'd be very apprehensive about bringing in Kane, even with that. You know, they have a pretty good fixture on on Saturday. The, they're home to West Ham, but. Um, first, well, I, I actually, I don't know. I mean, I guess it, de- it depends on what we find out about Diego Costa. If we find out that Costa is out for any significant amount of time, then Costa to Kane is a pretty easy move, right? I think they're almost exactly the same price. Yeah, well, I I, I, I want to assuage the fears, though, of people who brought in Harry Kane sort of on a punt for that Arsenal match. They were w- rewarded with his converted penalty. And I, 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 I would not... I'd be sweating. Did anyone just, bring him? Yeah. Would anyone? Did anyone bring him in though for a, a way to Arsenal? I mean, that's a. I have, that'd be that'd be a crazy transfer. Yeah, I feel like a few people did just because it was. It seemed certain that he was going to play, and he generally always scores against Arsenal. So, mm. I hey hey, listen, Josh, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> so you mentioned the other, yeah. the other uh, uh, injury question mark, which is Alexis Sanchez, but it's already come out that he's available to play uh, against Uruguay on Tuesday, as is his Chilean counterpart, Claudio Bravo, who um, yeah. may be in some people's lineups for Manchester City. So those guys both look free and clear more, yeah, more I, than any of these other guys. I guess if I were, if you know, if I really lean towards dropping Sanchez for Hazard, um, I guess maybe it makes me a little more likely to do it because I think there's at least a chance he gets rested. But you know, because that game is is a way to Man U, I don't really know how Wenger would rest him. Like Wenger's not really known for being a play. He's not like Pep, you know, or Pep. Kind of, he's already we've seen it this season. You know, everyone gets a rest, and right. 
you know, Wenger is very happy to play his top guys basically week in and week out. I mean, Mesodozo played like probably every minute of last season. All right, speaking of, let's talk about these key fixtures, Manchester United and Arsenal, the first kickoff on Saturday being chief among them. Do you have any predictions about how this is going to go? I, I find that I think the Man U Arsenal game is really hard to predict. I, you know, I mean, I, I'm not even sure. I, I guess I, I'm probably going to play my Arsenal defender in that match. Uh, I think it could be a nil-nil. I mean, it's the early kickoff. You know, like probably half this team, like half of both teams are away in the international break right now. So I would think they'd be a little bit rusty. I actually think I might favor Arsenal to win this game. Um, I mean, Mesut Ozil is not playing with the German team anymore. So I think that he'll be a little more rested. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What's I, I guess if I had to predict, um, I might predict like a 1-1 draw or a one nothing Arsenal win. Something something relatively low scoring. Yeah, I think the one thing in favor of United in this game is that Ibrahimovic will be out. So I think that they'll play. They'll be able to play a little faster. Like in, if, yeah. if Martial and Rashford get starts, um, they may look like a really quick side. And from what I've seen of... Kashelny and Mustafi so far, they can get beat for pace quite often. Um, but that you would expect then Rashford and Martial to be further to not be so narrow and coming out from the wings. So maybe that's yeah. not a big concern. But Rashford, Martial, I mean, that's just you're basically looking at Louis Van Gaal's Man United at that point, and that team definitely struggled to score goals last year. And you know, I, I mean, I. I think I mean the more I think about it, the more I feel like Arsenal actually probably will win this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with my one nothing predict, my one nil prediction. Yeah. So I mean, the big concern about all these matches in game week 12 is they'll suffer from classic international break fatigue or hangover. Um, sort yep. of like everyone collectively played a Europa League match on Thursday. Right. So presumably we're going to see lots of low scoring games. But then there's Southampton hosting Liverpool. Liverpool <laughs> hasn't scored less than 10 goals in like the last month. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that Liverpool will win this game. Uh, Southampton's defense has not looked as strong in the last couple of weeks. And I know they've been having some problems on the, you know, with, with their fullbacks. So they've been battling injuries. But um, yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I really I, I brought in Virgil van Dijk at just the wrong time a few weeks ago. And I've really been suffering as a result. Well, uh, I, I, you don't want to be any defense playing Liverpool right now. No, you really don't. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's glory days for being a Lalana owner, though. Scored a goal, <laughs> scored a goal last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coutinho scored in the international break as well, so he he looks like I, I I think there's there's definitely a concern about Coutinho and Firmino whether they both will play. Now, now Firmino only played I think maybe 15 minutes in the first uh, Brazil match. I think Coutinho played nearly the whole match. Um, he played maybe 80 minutes or so. Um, so I, I think that if anyone was going to be rested, it's probably going to be Coutinho. So if I I would not be thinking about captaining Coutinho in this match. I mean, Southampton's defense is still good enough that I don't know that I'd really, um, you know, way to Southampton. I don't know that I really want to captain them. I mean, yeah, Southampton actually had a pretty good win last year um, away to Liverpool, if you recall, the Dusan Tadic game where I think he scored in like the 83rd yeah. minute or something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that I, I could see this being like a 2-1 Liverpool win. I mean, obviously Liverpool don't keep clean sheets, so 2-1 uh, <laughs> or 3-1, something like well, that. Well, Char- I mean, we, we both own Charlie Austin, so it, it – yeah. It does give us hope there. Yeah, I can absolutely see Charlie Austin scoring an SFP's goal. All right, so the blowout of the week presumably could be Chelsea ver, uh, Chelsea away at Middlesbrugger. That's a, that's the Sunday's only match. Now, yeah, I think the Chelsea of recent years could show up with in a bit of a haze after a break, 
But uh, Antonio Conte, I just don't see him as a manager that expects anything but 150% from his squad. Um, yeah. I feel like Middlesberger's put to the sword here. The question really is, uh, what's what's the, what's up with Diego Costa? And you know, as with recording this podcast, we're recording on Monday night, uh, I don't think uh, we have a definitive answer yet. So if Costa doesn't play, it'll be interesting to see what they do, if they if they keep the formation, if they bring in Batshawi to, to basically play as the, you know, to play in the Costa role, or mm-hmm. if they... If they play Azard as a as a, as in that forward role, maybe bring in um, Willian, you know, as one of the wingers. Um, I think it's so, a great game for them to play about Shawi. I think that Middlesberger yeah. is. I mean, they they have put in some stalwart performances the last couple of weeks, but still, they they can be soft uh, against a team like Chelsea. And I think about Shawi could he could do great. He could do great things. <laughs> he's he can do anything he wants. He's like nineteen, right? So you know, about Shawi, he's. I, yeah, he's kind of like a young Lukaku, you know, like he's he's young and, and, and strong and like it just he just hasn't quite, you know, he's just not getting the minutes right now to really, to really show himself. So I, I think that, um, yeah, I think that uh, that's like a three nothing win for Chelsea. I, I don't really know that I see Middlesbrough score in that match. Now, any other matches you're looking forward to? What about the six pointer between Sunderland and the whole city? Yeah, that's interesting. I might end up having a double uh, Sunderland defense in that game. Uh, with uh, with Pickford and the bad Kone, so uh, that just be it. A double defense game, like I don't even want, like not, especially like a relegation game like yeah. that. Like I don't, yeah. I don't even think I want to watch it. That's well, just that's too let, stressful. Let's skip away, skip ahead to our clean sheet picks because I'm actually picking Sunderland to get the clean sheet against Hull. <laughs> I just feel like Hull. I feel like Hull is going to run out of gas, and and uh, coming off the break, it it seems like a a goalless game for Hull. I hope so. I hope Snodgrass wore himself out running all over the place for Scotland national team and just not going to have anything left in the tank. <laughs> the snot is gone, uh, though, you, you, lest you forget. So who's your clean sheet pick? Uh, I picked uh, West Brom home to Burnley. By the way, it's very weird to do all these picks. Normally, by the time we're doing our our preview and pick, we've been talking for about 90 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're so exhausted. Just sort of toss it off. Of energy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, West Brom at home to Burnley. I think this is kind of an obvious fixture. It's the only Monday fixture. You know, Burnley... Well, the thing is, neither team probably, I don't think either one sent a lot of players away. I guess West Brom had uh, James McLean, who played for Ireland, scored a big goal for them over the weekend. You know Sam Vokes gets the Wales call up. <laughs> oh, that's true, Vokes. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I don't. He could. I guess the only goal that 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 Wales scored was on it was a Gareth Bale free kick, right? So I don't know yes. if he. I don't know if he won the free kick. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm predicting a West Brom clean sheet. I, I actually think that we talked about this a little bit in last week's podcast, but I think that the West Brom defense is probably a little over uh, underrated right now. Um, I don't think it's underrated among the people who are like, I, I definitely am seeing like a lot of like chatter right now on like fantasy Twitter. People are talking about this stuff, but um, I think in general, people are sleeping in the West Brom defense a little bit because they had such a tough run of fixtures that it's, um, that it made it seem like their defense isn't as strong as it, as it truly is. And I think that um, so given, is- given the really kind run, I think that uh, I can see clean sheet in this match. Is this a window into one of your transfer moves this week? You were big on Yam last week. Yeah. Well, I, I might, I might make that move. And the reason I like making that move is because like, if I, if, if I turn Virgil van Dyke into Yam, that gives me enough money to change Antonio into um, Theo Walcott next week. So I would have I would have Walcott next week at home to Bournemouth, which I which I would like to have. I'd like to have an Arsenal player for that match. I don't think Walcott wants your managerial um, 
expertise, Josh. You you <laughs> you you had him, and then you immediately dropped him. I know, I know. Not I very was cool, dog. Now this is what we talked about in last week's podcast, Brandon. That the rule that I that I'm remembering this year is you have to be ruthless. Uh huh. There's no no one is safe. Everyone is everyone is in danger of being dropped at any given time. All right. So your knee jerk. You were one of the knee jerkers, and uh, we we talked about this a little bit last week. It's hardly a knee jerk because you had been plotting to bring in Hazard for a while, but you immediately brought in Hazard for Sterling, and then you you're possibly looking to do a defensive move because you have two free transfers. Right, and so I made the Hazard, yeah, which is actually, it's worked out really well, because Sterling's already dropped two, and Hazard's up two, so that's a nice uh, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.4 swing. Um, yeah, I think that, um, I think Antonio, so it's, I would either turn Van Dyke into Niam, or I'd probably turn Antonio into Joe Allen, and I just have to decide which fixture, um, you know, like, what, what I'm more, what I, what I feel better about, you know, I mean, I, I think that Bournemouth could keep a clean sheet in that Stoke match. So it's tempting to to just hold um, yeah. and actually start Simon Francis in that game. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's it's a tricky one. I, I'm I'm probably gonna it's probably gonna be like a Friday night decision, and then um, I'll probably end up making like a goalkeeper transfer. <laughs> you know, I'm just like something totally <laughs> random. <laughs> I am jealous you're making money. My team value is pretty crap right now. I'm at one hundred and one point four. Wait, no, I'm at one hundred and one point one. It's really wow. It's you know, it's holding on to Zlatan for so long. Yeah, he's down to. I was thinking the other day in a bit of a weekend haze, like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to stay the course with Zlatan, and then, and then something inside me reminded me that he has a yellow card suspension, and he's completely worthless to me <laughs> against Arsenal. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just got to go. So uh, Ibra to Lukaku. Lukaku, he, he just played 90 minutes, but Belgium is on like the fast track qualification system. They mm-hmm. played they played their first friendly last Wednesday, coming right off of the match week. And then they played their qualifier. What was it? Uh, it was over the weekend. Yeah, I think it was on Sunday. So even though Lukaku played the full 90, he bagged a brace late in the game, and he'll have a full week's rest or training with uh, with Everton. And I, I just got to finally get me some of those Lukaku points. Yeah, I mean, he scored uh, two goals right uh, during the first transfer window. I remember he scored two goals, and that was that was the game week that I brought him in. It was before an away match at Sunderland. And a lot of people on Twitter were very anti-Lukaku because he hadn't done anything in the league up to that point. I know he had an injury to start the season. Um, but I just thought, you know, two goals, like he's, he's back in, he's back in form. Uh, let's, let's go for it. And, um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, he scored a couple more, you know, on Sunday and he looks like he's back in form and yeah, I mean, I think he's a great captain choice. I, 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 we're just about to get to it, but I think that he is, um, he's maybe the perfect captain choice for this game week. Yeah, totally. So my only other question is whether I burn four because of kind of I'll be I'll make precious little money on Ibra to Lukaku. I think it's one point three that I make on that transfer. So that is enough for me. Now you're talking about getting Walcott in, and I guess if I'm looking to get one of the high profile Liverpool midfielders, be it Coutinho or Firmino, Walcott would have to go. So I don't think it's going to be worth burning four on either of those guys who could be a rotation risk going into game week twelve. Yeah. Uh, but that's really I've, I'm pretty confident with my defense uh, going into yeah. the weekend. With yeah, uh, just that that double Arsenal attack away to Man U, I guess has got to give you a little bit of pause. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's kind of tricky to 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 burn four to drop Walcott or I guess Ozil uh, 
and then bring in Liverpool play when they're away to Southampton, which is a team that's capable of keeping a clean sheet, even against a team like Liverpool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little tricky. All right, captain choices. I think we already touched on it. I, I am uh, all in on Lukaku. Yeah, uh, Lukaku or Hazard are the two that I'm considering. Um, probably go back and forth a little bit. Uh, you'll notice neither of us are saying Aguero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... It, Aguero has traveled to South America and back. They're away to Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace is, is like is not a great team. You could definitely. Oh, are you? Uh, I mean, if I knew for an absolute stone fact that Aguero was going to start that match, I would be captain Aguero this game week. Fair enough. I mean, I yeah, it's it's a simple matter of always captain Aguero. Just set it and forget it. And I don't blame you. And, and maybe we just have to say Lukaku because people tune into this podcast for something mildly interesting, <laughs> but no, I mean, but seriously, like there's no, there's just no telling with Pep. I mean, unless he absolutely comes out and says like he did, uh, in the Barcelona, uh, like you know, second leg of that match, uh, the champions league, like I'm going to start Aguero. I, I don't feel that confident because I mean, you look at the Raheem Sterling sub last week. I mean, there was absolutely no indication in any press conference anywhere that Raheem Sterling wasn't even going to make the 18. Right. And, you know, we saw the last international break when, 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 uh, Aguero went back to South America, he came back, he came on in the, you know, whatever it was, 60th minute, uh, missed a penalty. Yeah. And I'm still feeling the sting a little bit of that minus one doubled. So, um, and then, you know, and then you look at someone like Lukaku who's home to Swansea and uh, you just have to play. I, I just think the, you know, you just have to play the odds a little bit. I think that, I mean, there, there's a chance they both score, but there's a very good chance that Lukaku scores, and there's at least a little bit of doubt about whether Aguero will start, and that to me is enough to to swing it to Lukaku. City has an interesting run coming up. Speaking of Aguero and what we do with him going forward, they're away to Crystal Palace, then they're away to Burnley, who is building up this reputation of having a fortress at Turf Moor, and then it's Chelsea, Leicester, Watford, Arsenal. Yeah. I still feel like the only coverage I need is Aguero. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. The the Gundo, so the Gundogan bandwagon is sort of fizzled. <laughs> You'll be I shocked mean, to hear he hasn't scored for Germany yet this break. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all. Um, what's his name? The old Arsenal player. Um, oh, so uh, Serge Gnabry. Yeah, Serge Gnabry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm into Gundogan. I, I just he doesn't fit into my team right now. There's just yeah. no. Um, I don't know where to. I guess I could move Antonio into Gundogan, which does make sense. But um, I don't know. Maybe that'll be my move, Brandon. I'm not. I'm going to play it close to the vest in the second move because I, I, I partially play it close to the vest. Partially don't know what the hell I'm going to do. So it's yeah. a little bit of a little bit of both. Fair enough. Well, uh, you're you're picking up a little bit of steam here. You got me. You got me worried. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, that's it. <laughs> There's your preview. There's your preview. <laughs> There's put your preview that, put that in your pipe. <laughs> all right. We're moving on to a section. I, I I am genuinely excited about this, mostly because the response was so uh, so massive. I mean, we we had probably something like, I mean, maybe seventy comments all told uh, from people on on Twitter, on Reddit, on on Facebook. Um, if you go to Facebook or Twitter and you, you search through our feed, we, we we shared a lot of them out because uh, there's so much good stuff on there. Um, so let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about if you could do one thing to change the Premier League, what would you do? Same old podcast. Okay, we're back, and you, the listeners of Always Cheating, get one shot to change the Fantasy Premier League. Here is your voice. We put out the call. If you are able to change one thing about the Fantasy Premier League, whether it's the site, whether it's the scoring 
system, whether it's the kind of chip that you would like to see <laughs> replace the the generally maligned all-out attack chip, uh, that's what you get to do. Now, we had talked quickly about doing a top 10, and we could vote, like, mm-hmm. which was the best from the top 10. But we got so many great responses, and some of them were in the same vein, that we just started creating these general categories in which we slotted people's responses in. Right. So we, we really did get, I mentioned this top of the podcast, we really, we got, we got a ton of, of suggestions, but uh, many of them actually ended up in, in the same sort of general categories. And so as we were thinking about which, which ones to pick here, I think we weighted things a little more towards uh, what, what could actually happen, you know, like uh, there's sort of two different ways to think about it. On the one hand, you can understand why things like the outlet attack or the bench boost or triple captain or whatever were, were picked by the game uh, as chips because even if you don't really understand the game that well or you're you know it's your first year playing or whatever it's very easy to be like oh okay this game week my captain counts triple instead of double right like simple enough right you hit right. a button and it's triple or you play bench boost and suddenly um, you know, you're, you're playing everybody, you know, and that's, and you can only do it once. And that's, that's, uh, you know, these are fairly like easy things to wrap your head around. Uh, but you know, so sometimes some of the suggestions we got, um, and I'm thinking particularly of our, of our, of our friend, uh, Ken Rooney, uh, were so complicated <laughs> that I actually couldn't even understand them. <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm not smart enough to even read this out on the podcast. Ken, so, Ken's, uh, <laughs> Ken's suggestion actually, I think involved the Freemason society and some sort of nefarious banking system that operates. Uh, in a shadow government. I know. I have like I had to set up all these like punnet squares to try to figure it out. There's biology was involved. It was really it was very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Premier League punnet squares. All right. So obviously, as as we said, we can't actually include everyone's response because uh, we got so much great feedback. So what we're going to do is compile everything and post it to our website, alwayscheating.com, on our blog page. And we're going to try and set it up as a poll so you guys can vote as to which you like best. So anyway, that that to say, no offense if we don't get to your comment uh, uh, here on the podcast. Right, right, exactly. There was a time, Brandon, not that long ago, when we had to really fight to have uh, to find comments for the podcast, and uh, it's my, it's still. It, I think it still feels. My mother has many many uh, fake Twitter handle tw- egg <laughs> Twitter egg icons because of this. Yeah. So as of this season, we we finally get to the point where we have more more comments than we can ever handle, and I still feel like a little guilty about it. So I think that when we get into these sections, I think we're often we're often apologizing to people for for not reading their questions off, but we we just get too many these days. So anyway. Uh, Shall we go right to the first section, Brandon? All right. So the first section, we're dubbing lineup lockouts. And this is dedicated to all you FPL managers who have a penchant for oversleeping and uh, forgetting to set your team. Maybe you go go out on a boozy bender the night before and you wake up and uh, the lineups have been announced and some guy in your FPL squad is actually injured on the bench. Uh, who was it, uh, the Liverpool defender last year, who you found out was uh, out on some yeah. sort of drug thing? Uh, Sacco, you- which, yeah, it was announced literally minutes after the lineup was announced. It was intensely frustrating because it was a game week when, I, I think it was like, you know, it was right before a double game week or something. So there were only like eight teams that were even playing that week. And uh, yeah, it was very, very frustrating. So Dave Baker, he says, have a rolling lockout like some other fantasy sports games do so we can adjust our starting team depending on the official uh, team list uh, released before each game. So Dave's suggesting it's rolling so there's not one deadline. Like if you have a player from a squad where they're 
game isn't until Sunday, you have until Sunday morning to set those players. Yeah, and you know, even even if that were too difficult for the game to manage, which given the like sort of notorious server problems on the site uh, might actually be the case. I think that at the very least going up until maybe 15 minutes before the kickoff of the first game would be something, you know, I, I just think that um, I don't know why it has to be an hour before. I mean, I feel like it's, it's sort of a relic of an earlier time when the site needed quite a while to get churning and to get updated, but it, it's a little faster than it used to be. So I think, I mean, couldn't you walk it out 15 minutes before the first match starts or something? They give you enough time to, you know, as an American too, I mean, it'd be great for me because, you know, waking up at like six o'clock to like make any final team changes and trying to get back to sleep for 90 minutes, like it doesn't really work. Yeah. The only reason it's worth doing though is if it were rolling, because if it's just 15 minutes before the first game week fixture, that's just particularly if it's the early morning kickoff, it's just one kickoff and you only get the benefit of seeing one lineup. So I don't really yeah. see the point. Yeah, I guess that, I guess that's true. Now, um, easy actually says player locks based on game time, not at all once before lineups are even announced. So he's, he's, we're on the same page. Now, easy. Um, yeah, I think that, um, I mean, it's, it's a nice idea. I, I, I can't see them doing it, but I, I do like the, I like the idea in theory. All right, so this one we were talking about because of Eden Hazard and uh, uh, the thing, the game sort of going crazy because of him being the hot player. Knee-jerk precautions. Um, Ross Lockwood says, lock the transfer window until all matches have played in a game week. Please, for the love of God, lock it. Uh, and then uh, Karthik uh, Submar- Subamanian, um, sorry if I mangled your last name there, uh, said, how about no transfers allowed until the current game week is over? We'll put an end to all the knee jerking and help me make us and help me make some sensible transfers later. Um, yeah, I I agree. Um, well, I, do I agree? I You know, I said <laughs> I agree, Brandon, but I'm not actually sure that I do. I think there is. Oh, you know, it's so it's I. The, I'm trying to think of the last time I made a knee-jerk move on Saturday and it actually worked out in my favor. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I did it this time with Sterling and Hazard, and I, you know, we'll see. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with Hazard's injury. Um, but it does seem like it doesn't usually work. Like, there's the, protecting you from yourself wouldn't always be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I, I don't know that I have an opinion on this. I think it's fine the way it is. I, I'm generally not subject to knee-jerking. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you want to get ahead of the game, you should the people who want to make their transfers immediately uh, once the game week becomes available, they shouldn't be punished because of all all you people who knee jerk and can't can't (laughs) handle a little bit of responsibility. Yeah, the the team value people, I think, are the ones who um, who, who wouldn't like this change. And I, I suppose you're right. I mean, part of the edge that you have over people or over some people is that. If you have the self-control not to knee-jerk, sometimes it can really work out because you want to bring someone out right away and um, and you don't do it and then you know but but he's healthy right and then it turns out that some other player gets injured you know three days later in the Champions League and suddenly you've burned your transfer and you're burning you're burning four points suddenly to replace this other player you know I don't know so, I mean you all. <laughs> I'm making this sound so complicated, but you know no, what I mean. Sometimes you, to, sometimes you end up burning four when when you were, didn't really need to. Yeah, M- Murali Ronaldo seven says as much. The player price changes uh, are impacted by knee jerks, and it should be more dependent on form because of all the casuals that are uh, causing the prices to fluctuate. So I think it's, you sort of touched upon this when we started the section. Is these are rules b- very much anti-casual. 
We right. want to protect ourselves from the uh, casuals that self-destruct the game. <laughs> Which is part of why these this first round of changes won't happen. Because the game, as as we all see, and and there are some people who I feel like are really uh, upset about the the rise of the of the casuals and how how it seems to, uh, they, they seem to be catching up a little bit. First of all, I don't like the term casuals anyway. I think it's kind of condescending, but I think that um, it, I don't really mind it because to me it just it means I have to keep getting better. You know, um, <laughs> like it'd be one thing if I was playing the like if this were online poker and. Um, you know, online poker was sort of famously like this, this place where you could just uh, almost anybody with a basic understanding of poker could make money in the very early, you know, 2003, 2004, when the, when the boom really happened. Uh, and then everybody's kind of started catching up and everybody started reading books and they're like the huge fish, you know, started to fall away. And, but I think that in a game like this, where, you know, you're not playing for any money and all you're really, you're, you're just playing for, I mean, you have your mini leagues, obviously. Um, but you know, I think you're really playing for, for pride and to to see how good you can be and to really push yourself and you know I, I like I mean I you know, I like the challenge of having to be better than the casuals you know like it it makes me a better player I think that was very inspiring <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should put some patriotic music behind that uh, when we when we edit the podcast together yeah. all right so we we've come to a section which I think we could probably do a whole podcast on is uh, how to change the chip system which chip would you introduce. And uh, the first idea we have comes from Don- Dominic Milligan, who suggests, what about a bi-week chip? Each manager can play it once per season, and if they play it, they get the average score of that round. But they can still make transfers. So I think what Dominic is suggesting here is we've all had that impending week where you know... Y- You've got either you've got a lot of injuries or the matchups really don't favor your squad and you'd rather just right. sort of take a buy, get the average. And what about if you were uh, like going on your honeymoon or something or, you know, like you knew yeah. you were going to be out of the country and you couldn't. I mean, part of it is like I would almost want to buy week chip just for that week when I'm not able to watch any matches. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just just punt on the week. No, it's a good point. I mean, it's 38 game weeks. It's nine months out of the year. That is, that's so many weeks where you have to constantly be in ca- engaged. So, yeah, I think we could all use at least one buy in there somewhere. Maybe you couldn't use it. Maybe maybe it's like a chip you had to use in the first half of the season. Like, I could see how maybe, like, you wouldn't want someone to use it in game week 38 if you were in, like, a, you know, like, like let's say you're in first place in your league. Like, maybe you just, mm-hmm. maybe we just wanted you to do the bye week chip because it would almost guarantee that you you couldn't lose, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so we have to black out certain game weeks for the bye week. Right. Or even just the last week of the season or something. Yeah, or, right, right. You know, but, but I, I, I kind of like the idea of a bye week chip in general. It's just kind of, it's kind of a cool idea. Like, we've all had those game weeks where, as you said, like, six of your players go down. Or uh, maybe it's like, you know, the game week before a big double game week where there's a bunch of FA Cup matches or whatever. And suddenly, like, you know, there are, like, only, like, a you know dozen teams that are playing that game week and mm-hmm. all of your players are gone. It'd be kind of a cool way to actually, like, store up players for a double game week. Right. So, that's something to think about. All right. Auntie Granlins says, how about a double clean sheet uh, chip? You'd get double clean sheet points for GK defenders and mids. So, this is basically, like, a triple captain, but for your defender. 
I will tell you, Brandon, this is one of my favorite suggestions for a way to change the game. I think a double clean sheet chip, partially because I talked earlier about like it's kind of fun to think about things that could realistically happen here. Yeah. And a double clean sheet chip is something that you can actually see them doing, right? Like just replace the auto attack with chip with this, and then it would be the most stressful game week of your life. Where, where you'd probably want to start, you know, I mean, you, you could end up going with a five defender rotation, oh, right? So I see, I see, I, at first I read this, like, Auntie was suggesting you get, like, a double clean sheet chip to put on one defender, which is basically just counting into defender, but it applies to all of your defense and midfielders who would get one point for and clean sheet. Exactly. Okay, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so you'd have a five, you'd have a five defender backfield that game week. And I mean, it'd be so much strategy. You'd have to really try to figure it out. And like, if there was a late penalty or like, like it would be. Oh, I mean, I, this season, this, this chip would be a complete hours. disaster. <laughs> um, yeah, any 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 chip that could cause all out chaos is a chip that I'm in favor of. So. <laughs> I, want, I want that to be my suggestion. I want the all out chaos chip. I'm not exactly sure yeah. what it does, but I think that's the point of the all out chaos. So if we were able to get the ear of anyone at the fantasy site, this is one of the suggestions I would want to make for them. All right, what's next? Uh, Jeremiah Johnson. He had, he had a couple of good suggestions. We, we picked up. You only, you only get one, though, everybody. Uh, Jeremiah Johnson said, how about a two-captain chip? Kind of like a triple captain, but double the points of two different players on a game week. Uh, what do you think about this one? Well, Saram says pretty much the same thing. To choose two captains each week instead of one, and the higher score among the two is doubled. So that's sort of like um, what's, what's you're diversifying a little bit there. Uh, I, I like this idea. I, I like, I think I like Jeremiah's a little bit more because I'm just greedy and I want double the points on two players instead of just getting <laughs> the best of one, yeah. even though I think Saram's is probably a little more diplomatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's great because there are those weeks where, well, okay. So it's great in that there are the weeks where you're choosing between two captains and you're not sure. And you're sort of splitting the, you're, you're just gambling, but mm-hmm. aren't those weeks the most fun, like the battles of the captains, like where people actually split off from Aguero because Sanchez is so appealing? And that becomes a right. really contentious week. So maybe I don't like this idea. But I think I think the advantage would be in picking like you, what you could do is you could pick a like a, a surefire captain and then you could go like on a, like a crazy pick, mm-hmm. you know, like like you pick Aguero and you go with, you know. Uh, I don't know, like... Um, oh, like our friend Guy Yedweb, who's fond of captaining his goalkeeper. Right, exactly. Captain a keeper or, you know, yeah, like this is the week you captain James Milner or something like that. Right, right. Okay. All right. I like it. All right. Other chip suggestions. Our good friend Trevor Ingerson, he says, a substitution chip that lets you make one sub during the game week. You could get three for the season, a la a real match. See, I like you could tell Trevor's a marketer in real life because he he framed it for us at the end. <laughs> you've you've seen real matches, right? You know they have three substitutions. <laughs> I I only watch American collegiate soccer in which they have unlimited <laughs> substitutions. I'm sorry. Oh, is that right? Can you come back in? Yeah, summer? yeah. It's it's like a basketball game. It's ridiculous. It's one of those things that Jurgen Klinsmann says is destroying the progression of American <laughs> soccer. So take that yeah. for what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I, um, I don't, I don't hate the idea. Um, it seems easy enough. I mean, I, I guess I, I, I'm, I'm seeing so much of the stuff of the filter of whether it could actually happen or not, which is maybe, uh, you know, there's sort of two different ways to look at all of these suggestions. I mean, see, some of these get a little, some of these, as, as we'll soon see, get like a little out there. I don't uh, think this one is really out there and I'm not just saying that because Trevor is a really good friend of mine, but a substitution chip where like, 
those game weeks where you've got like Fuchs on the bench and he's got a goal on a clean sheet against all odds or last year, listen, let me bring it up for the 100th time when I had Huth scoring two goals against Manchester City on my bench. What I wouldn't give to have a chip to just bring him in on that game week. And this one seems very plausible and very basic. Yeah, I guess I'm wary of any chip that it's like an after the fact chip. You know, like I feel like that—that's because it would affect the way that they calculate the the scores and the points totals and all that stuff. So, it would have to be something you could you had to use like within ninety minutes of the game week or you know the the last fixture or I don't know something like that. I feel like there had to be some like some sort of time limit on it, right? Yeah. No. I, I yeah within the match, perhaps I would accept that. Yeah. Um. Weirdo Failuro says, I wish we had another wild card. It should become available randomly and then expire by the next game week. What do you, uh, what do you think about that? I love this <laughs> idea of it's the wild card. It's like Castlevania. It appears like every thousand years and you have to. Right. I, I, I like the mysterious nature of it where it just it just shows up and you've got to play it whether you like it or not. It would punish people who are not like all of the dead teams that like have loaded up on all these, you know, like, like you know, I'm still like losing to like 300,000 dead teams right now where yeah. I am in my, you know, in my league place. Um, I or like in my overall ranking, I, I feel like it would be a way for you to kind of get ahead of other like it'd be like it would reward people who are paying attention in a way that I don't think is um, I don't think would script the game too much. Right. All right. So the much maligned all out at attack chip but you'll be surprised to hear people had ideas of how to either destroy it or improve it yeah three flabby says all attack (laughs) all at attack chip is too weak compared to the other two triple captain and bench boost can be worth an additional 25 point points plus uh, when used correctly and uh it just doesn't have many tactical uses he's saying about the all at attack chip on the other on the flip side (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you both sides here, Josh. I included this one because I, I thought we should. I think we should see the range of options, the range okay. of opinions. Here's what I want. I want. <laughs> I want a heated debate between uh, esteemed debaters, three flabby and fork noops. I this, think I saw them in the Oxford <laughs> Common actually debaters. <laughs> it sounds like some like the inter, intergalactic senate. Now the esteemed <laughs> senator from Ravon Five, three flabby, will speak to fork noops from Blackton. Okay, so anyway, Fork Noob says, I think all-out attack is interesting just because it forces you to make tactical decisions about which players to swap, whereas the other chips just increase the point return on your on your captain or bench players. So, where do you stand on the great all-out attack debate, Josh? Are you with no, Flabby or Fork Noob? No, it's a garbage chip. <laughs> it's a boring chip. I can't believe they still have it this year. I, like... I can't even – part of it – it's probably because I also have Darren Fletcher on my team. And with with Darren Fletcher as your fifth midfielder, the other attack chip might as well not exist. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. <laughs> so you, were, you, you did debate in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh, you went to debate camp and all that. Do you feel like Fork Noops here just got – drew the short straw and he had to uh, argue the, the, the pro <laughs> for all that attack? I like that, that three flabby use of numbers. I mean he's got this 25-plus chip – stat in here that he made up I, but it's sort of but as I, I do sort of agree with uh so i think that i think that it's hardly uh, made up i mean anti- if you look at look at how people sure. did with uh um bench boost and triple captain last season if you were playing it in what was it 30 game week 34 
25 yeah, plus. Fair. That was legit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, what do we got next? Uh, next, Scott Gill says, what about try before you buy chip, where you get one free week trial with the player, and if you don't like it after one game week, it doesn't count. So you sort of get to take a player for a test drive. Now, speaking of things that just just really don't seem plausible, <laughs> my question for Scott, like, so if you try before you buy and you don't like him, do you then get the other player back? I what mean, about presumably if you that's how it that game week? Yeah, so you just get complicated. You, you, yeah, you're rewarded with another free transfer. That is very complicated. <laughs> uh, I, I sympathize with, with what Scott's going here for because we have had, we've all had buyer's remorse. There, many, it would be times. nice, yeah, if there was a way to minimize buyer's remorse. I mean, part of, yeah, it's funny because read all these together and look at them. You realize like it's like what we're really like straining against are just like. The rules of like playing a game to begin with. Yeah. You know? We're just trying to 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 uh, steer it more in our favor, basically. Yeah. Uh, El Magico, who had quite a, quite a few different ideas and suggestions. I, I think I just I just picked one. Uh, said uh, crazy chip idea number forty seven. Uh, the get me out of jail chip, uh, which when activated adds your prior game week bench points to your. Prior game week bench points. <laughs> yeah. This is like C C point four A prior game week bench points apply to section nine B. I love it. I so think my, it's great. My, my bench points are usually like negative three. So <laughs> I don't think I ever really have a chance to use this chip. <laughs> all right. So uh, I love all these ideas about chips, but um, let's move on to site improvements. Now we received what was tantamount to a very exciting corporate PowerPoint presentation from <laughs> Barry Shield, known Tuck as Tuck Nine. Nine. And uh, we picked out three bullet points from his. It, it was, uh, it was, it was an so amazing good. Email. It was so good that I sent him an email asking if I can repost the email on our website. Because I was, I thought it was, it was so in, like illuminating about like what the game could do to improve that, that, it needs to be shared with the world. And listen, Barry wasn't messing around with, I want a magical chip that saves my game week, or I want to, uh, I want to change the BPS system. <laughs> Barry just wanted the, the site to work better. He was just he had, like, make it better, make it work better. He had 30 suggestions. And if all 30 of those suggestions like went, to, like came through, there'd be like 7 million players in the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so his first point was, uh, just make the BPS system quicker to update. Uh, in fact, it's updated live as the game goes. So there's a site that we love called um, a new PLA.net, and right. they actually provide that information. So if some guy on some campus university is able to run this code to create a live BPS generator, why can't the actual FPL site do it? It's insane. It's true. Second point, you can uh, search for people in the league either by player names or team names, like searching for someone on Facebook. This 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 is so radical to me. <laughs> I have tried to find people so many times and so frustrating. You basically have to go into a league in which you know they play and like say if you're in the Hail right. Cheaters Super League, which you can still join by going to alwaysgenie.com and clicking the league tab. We've yeah. got like 50 pages of managers <laughs> and I have to just click Next, 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 yeah. and do a control there, F to try and you find have it. to like, yeah, you have to like go up, you have to like highlight the the URL and like scroll over and like manually change the number at the top 
and then you can get like 15 pages. It's it's ludicrous. Like I, I don't. It could not be that hard to add or like a rudimentary search bar. Like the worst Angel Fire sites had a rudimentary <laughs> search bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Barry's third suggestion, which was a, li- a little bit similar, you can also search positions in the overall league. For example, it's easier to see who's number one in the world uh, or who is at the posi- position of 10,000 or 100,000. But what if you want to find somebody who's ranked 48,000? I feel like there are sites like Fantasy Football Fix who can sort of aggregate like what's going on in the top 10,000 or something like that. But yeah, yeah what if you want to. Even that would be tricky. Yeah, but so so Barry, these are like legit things. Like if we actually got a meeting with the head of FPL, I, I think yeah. I need. I think Barry needs to come with us. Yeah, I, I need Barry. He'll be our lawyer for this meeting. <laughs> yeah. He will. He will request that his clients, Josh and Brandon, don't speak at all during the meeting. I'm guessing. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, yeah, well, we'll share more of Barry's stuff on the website, hopefully. Uh, Red Velvet Ice Cream says, live scoring. Don't want to wait an hour to see how far I've dropped after my captain misses a pen. Uh, yeah, and again, this is the Fantasy Football Fix website. Although, like, it feels like every day they, like, put more stuff behind a paywall. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. every, every day I go there, there's, like, one like one less thing that I can I can read. Uh, but, I, yeah, at least on there you can get the screen. But, like, why they're, – they're basically, you know, copying the website and and sort of – Making a best guess estimate, it's kind of a range. I, I, I find it to be pretty. It's uh, the range of your score is actually better than their prediction for price changes. Yes, so I think, that, I think that I think that it's uh, no, no no fault of them. I actually like the website in general, but um, and they got to they got to make money, right, Brandon? Maybe maybe one day we will too. <laughs> maybe uh, <laughs> one day, maybe dare uh, to dream. Yeah, but again, we've talked about this on or like like last year's podcast. But you know, every year we um, we ha- I I run this. Um, NCAA uh, you know basketball tournament uh, with with a lot of our friends it's a little you know, little ten dollar buy in a lot of people do these do these pools in the United States um, for the NCAA basketball tournament and ESPN um, is like kind of the like the the ma- like the major hub for all of this and everyone can enter I think you can enter up to twenty five brackets maybe even more uh, like every person can do this and. By the end, you have because like the first prize is some you get like a that's like a ton of money or you get something I don't know, it's like a free trip I, I can't remember what it, what is it it's better than you get for winning the fantasy you get a free uh, trip like, you get the free trip to Bloomington Indiana or something like that <laughs> yeah it's like final four tickets or I don't know what it is exactly but um, but anyway they have like you know like thirty million entries it's like this crazy number of entries because you have all of these like everyone plays on this on this site and tons of people enter multiple leagues. Um, and yet somehow as a match is done, everything is 30 million scores have been updated instantly. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now I know that ESPN is a, is a massive conglomerate, but in the Premier League, they are signing billion dollar deals like all over the world. I'm not really sure why the site can't. And this is on their site. It's not yeah, like, this we're, is some, you know, we're, we're on to you. FPL. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they're farming it out to somebody, but these server problems, like, I feel like they're, they're, the site is a little too big to be this kind of slow with the stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, the next one, if you we ask just me... Lost a chance of getting a, getting a meeting, by the way. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, so Josh, you asked me last week, what would be the one thing that you would change? And this was the thing that I immediately thought of. <laughs> and uh, Carl Walster and I are on the same page. There need to be more templates to choose from when designing your team's kit. It is freaking ridiculous all the improvements they've made to this fpl site i guess i should make air quotes when i say improvements and the only change they make to this kit design is i can get a new uh ea sports logo i know um, why don't it, my shirt you can't even get a sash 
I mean, a, a sash seems like a very easy thing to add. Absolutely. I want I want boots. I want I want an actual dude or or lady to put inside that <laughs> yeah, kit. Avatar. Would it be so hard to have an avatar? That's a good point. Yeah, I, w- I want this thing to be tricked out. So, yeah, Carl, you and me, we're on the same page. Yeah, totally. The last idea for a site improvement comes from Mystic Mac 100, simply saying, bring back the old layout. Yeah, this got like 30 upvotes uh, when he posted on Reddit. I have to admit, I you know, now that now that we've like 11 weeks into the season, I, I'm fine with the the site. I I, I think it's also because I like I like um, I shift minus uh, like two times on every. Uh, yeah, the uh, problem is it's everything so big when you first yeah. log into the site. Yeah, so once I once I reduced it all in size, um, I, I I'm fine with it. I mean, I'm not like a I'm not like a purple and green guy in general. Those aren't <laughs> colors that I uh, that I would pick for anything I was designing. But um, it is unique. I'll give them that. Well, that's the that's the thing. It's it's basically the same old site. It just has a new skin on it. Like going back to mentioning EA, EA Sports for all the yeah. FIFA players out there. You know, EA just yeah. puts out the same freaking game and they put a different skin on it to make it look <laughs> yeah. more pretty. So. Yeah, this thing was like a, it was looking a little creaky before. I mean, yeah. uh, I, you know, this is maybe isn't exactly how I would have done it, but it's um, I'm also not a graphic designer, so what do I know? All right, well, a couple, couple more sections to get through here. They they get more intriguing as they go. I can guarantee. <laughs> By intriguing, you mean incredibly complicated and nerdy. Uh, scoring changes. The Embarcadero, a San Franciscan, perhaps says, "I want a scoring system." I, okay, I actually I like this. Okay, this is this is one of my favorites. Okay, uh, it says I want a scoring system change. I want to see five points for defender, goalkeeper, clean sheets. Uh, two for mids and one for forwards. Uh, I also want to see, and this is the part I really like, a progressive point value for goals. For example, if Aguero scores five goals, they're worth four, five, six, seven, eight points. And I, I think that's such a cool idea because it would really it would it would reward picking players that had explosive point potential. I remember in our head to head when. It was the last game of the game week. Everton was playing Sunderland, and Lukaku got on his hat trick. And I was—I just managed to hold you off by, I think it was two points. But right. had Lukaku been progressively getting more points for each goal, <laughs> that would have just yeah. like ratcheted up the drama to 11. I think it's amazing. I think the only, the only downside that I could see is it might make people a little more conservative with their captain picks. Uh, it might make you more inclined to bring in... Um, uh, you know, or, or just a captain, someone like a quarter every week. I mean, I mean, I guess like if, if I, I like the idea of progressive point total point values for assists as well. Uh, yeah. And then someone like Mesut Ozil, you know, if he had a three assist game, it could be worth, you know, three, four and five points. I mean, I think in general assists aren't really valued um, as highly as they could be in the fantasy game. Or a goalkeeper uh, saves. Like if a goalkeeper yeah. makes three saves, he gets one point. He makes another three saves, he gets another one point. The like guy at that point yeah. has basically saved his team from from annihilation, and he's only is, getting two points. It is still way too hard for a great goalkeeping performance to actually earn three bonus points. You've got to like have some blocks in there too, and you know you like you've got to you've got to be like a complete keeper. You know you've got to be like a Manuel Neuer type. You know, like coming out to the midway point. Pep Guardiola would really love this clean sheet system for forwards as well. It could maybe get Aguero to track back just to make sure he keeps a clean sheet. It's a reflection of the modern pressing style. All right, more more scoring changes. Michael Cole uh, says adding multipliers to formations, i.e. one midfielder could play with a 
two-time multiplier <laughs> if two mids have a 0.5 times multiplier. I love this. And he says, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a Ken Rooney type suggestion. So I, I, just, I, I, think yeah. that, I, think, I think this is interesting if we break it down. So say, say you've got Walcott and Ozil. Ozil, you say, I want Ozil to get double the points, but if you do that, then Walcott only gets half the points. Is it on like a score of 100? That could you be like, all right, I want uh, the way the way my my algorithm uh, indicates. I want I want Walcott on point, you know, point four two, and I want I want you know Ozil at one point five eight, and at you that know, point I, you're basically <laughs> just building like an Amazon algorithm. You're going to start getting recommended <laughs> like like good books to read at, at yeah. some point. It's, that sounds too stressful. I would stress out about that way too much if we had that chip. All right, speaking of people getting the short shrift in scoring, it comes down to defenders. So uh, we've got a couple good suggestions here. FPL guy says, defenders should get more points for a clean sheet, maybe six. It's not fair that defenders have such a low ceiling for points. I think that I agree. Yeah, I totally Uh, agree. We've got to break this defender glass ceiling. Yeah, it's true. You really, it's it's really, there's someone, I don't actually know if we included it here or not, but someone also suggested just like, (laughs) <laughs> like just playing less defenders, like having less defenders in the game. Oh yeah, I th- uh, somebody suggested here. Let me find their name. Actually, yeah, it was yeah. actually uh, Anti Granland, who I, I think we mentioned one of his other ideas uh, earlier. He he said uh, four. De- you you only needed four defenders, not five. Uh, so that means you could actually get a fourth forward. I think was what Anti hey. was suggesting. But the problem is, your fourth forward would. Everybody's fifth defender is always four point five million at the most. So right. if you still have the same budget, you're going to have a garbage fourth forward. Yeah, I mean, you might have changed the game a little bit, but but don't you think that I, I don't know? Like I, I played NFL fantasy. Um, I played it for several years while I was still um, before I moved to New York. And um, you know, in the NFL fantasy, you just pick a defense. You know, right, like right. you have all of you, these attacking players, you've got your running backs, you've got your wide receivers, you've got your, uh, at least, at least the style that I played. I know there's like lots of variations now, but, um, the style I played was you had all these players and then you just had one defense cause defense is kind of boring, you know, like there's not a lot happening and I'm not really like, I think the game could be well served if you just had four defenders and four forwards. I mean, it's, isn't it more fun to have players that score goals? And not have players that stink, who <laughs> don't keep clean sheets. Like, is it really that fun for me to have Simon Francis pick up like one 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 nine one two? You know, like it's you know. I mean, I feel like your even your third defender is usually kind of garbage. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I, I like my defenders. I'd Wouldn't probably, it be kind of cool if you had to if you had to have some five million forward on your team? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. I won't deny you that, Josh. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> my my buddy Fork Noobs is back, and uh, he he again is coming to the defense of defenders. He says, "I'd like to see something that addresses how defenders can have a great game, but still only come away with two points because they didn't keep a clean sheet. Maybe a one point winning the game bonus." Now, this is like I, this is a very sort of uh, power to the people uh, idea. It's, a, it's the winner's win. It's, it's the it's the he wants to introduce the spoil system. <laughs> uh, he's a, he wants a Jacksonian league. I'm not sure that I can. <laughs> 
All right, next scoring change comes suggestion is Rob Butler, the perfect 11 chip. We should actually put this in our chip section, but it's the ability to change your captain and make subs after the game week has finished. You can sort of cobble together your perfect 11. Now, you had said earlier, Josh, you don't like the after-the-fact idea. I like the idea of it, but I, I just think it's it's the kind of thing you could do if you were in a league of, like, 15 people. And I think that with 4 million people, I don't like – I guess I don't like anything, and I guess it just – Maybe it's like the whole reason we did this podcast, too, is that we're not like trying to hoard our knowledge or whatever. But I, I don't know that I like and I don't think Rob meant it this way, but I don't I don't like um, anything that makes the, that really skews the game towards the absolute best players, because yeah. um, I just think that it, it like the haves and the have nots. It gets too like divided. Right. Stoner Samurai changing your captain uh, mid game week. Yay. Nay. Um, no, again, I'm, I'm not, a, you know, it's, it's kind of like the same, it's kind of the same idea. Not, you have not to have a, a lot of courage to do that. I mean, you assume there would be a reason that you made your captain. Yeah. Um, maybe if your captain was yet to play, that would take a lot of courage to, to change your captain midweek. I don't know. Jason Genova says some sort of inactivity, penalty, or disqualification. I'm tired of losing in the cup to casuals who played for one week and then forgot their team. It is true. It would be kind of cool if they could just cull the whole thing, you know, just like, you know, if, if it's been 10 weeks or something, you're just like, I, the problem is it would, it might take people out of the game forever. You know, like, let's say we have some friends in our league who sometimes, you know, you have like a real life thing that happens, you know, like our, our friend James last year uh, had triplets uh, near the end of the season. And it was pretty reasonable that James wasn't paying any attention after the triplets were born. Says you. <laughs> Says me. No hey, I was, I was podcasting like 10 days after the baby was born. <laughs> um, so I think that, um, but, you know, but would he take it kindly if they just swept him right out of the league? It does seem like it'd be nice if there no, was kind of. I, I think there, there should be way, no. There should he, be an auxiliary FPL. Like if you get knocked out of the Champions League, uh, you get moved to the Europa League, and I think yeah. the uh, the ghost ships should just get kicked to a ghost ship uh, yeah. platform. I guess I mean at the very least, maybe if you haven't been active for five or six weeks, you can't uh, you can't play in like the cup, right? Like one of the cup competitions. That seems like an easy easy yeah. thing to fix. This is one of my favorite scoring ideas. It comes from Lo Jun An, who says, "Add Premier League managers to the game. You would score points based on their team's performance in real life. So a win is three points, a draw is one point, a, a loss is zero points. So you, Josh, could have mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho." In your FPL team, <laughs> well, Wouldn't the funny thing that? is, it's just funny that it's it's the it's a manager, but really it's just you, it's just sports gambling, right? You just, <laughs> you just pick one team to win. It's like you kind of like, all right, I'm gonna ride with Arsenal or whatever this game week. I mean, it's kind of a fun idea. How much do you think Arsene Wenger would cost in the FPL game? Ooh, that's interesting. Oh, so you, you think you'd have to actually like buy them? Oh, it yeah, wouldn't be like to be a budget. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I. Uh, what are we? Are we talking like midfielder price, forward price? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Let's say it was lo- on the lower end of the spectrum. Let's I say it was like, like defender top. price. I think he'd be a five. I think he'd be five point five million. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think Pep is six. Uh, <laughs> I think. Go um, with, I mean, I think Sean Dyche would be good value at like three three point five maybe. I mean, obviously, Ronald Koeman is a, is a great five million manager, right? Oh, He's yeah, like exactly like Everton's, like, like an Everton keeper, is like a solid five million. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right, let's, let's keep it moving here. We got we got a few more to go here. Uh, 
All right. The, the next category is transfer policy. Uh, now, book eight has one that I, I I really like. totally agree with this one. I don't really know why this isn't a rule already, uh, which is adding the ability to accumulate free transfers. Um, I don't know why. I mean, if, if your team is I rolling. I can tell you why. Why? You work with these people who are like, I want rollover vacation days. And, and one day they just decide to take six months vacation. No one's ever taken six months vacation. Well, listen, I'm being a little hyperbolic, but uh, you can't have people. You can't have people just hoarding their transfers, and it, it wouldn't work. Uh, why not? I mean, I love the idea of if, if if my team is going strong and I think I can handle it, I want to save for like a mini wild card where I have like four transfers. Maybe, yeah. maybe even just even just like adding the number of free transfers. Maybe you cap it at five or something like that. But yeah. I don't know about two. I, I wouldn't that be like it would be so tempting to wait and get like five transfers, wouldn't it? Like wouldn't that always <laughs> no. be in the back of your mind? <laughs> it would, but you'd never be able to do it. It's like paying off your credit card. You're like, well, I'm going to pay off my credit card next month, and guess what happens? You have to to put some sort of un un uh, expected um, charge <laughs> actually, on your credit card. There's always an injury. It would actually be probably a good move for casuals. Like if, if you like the first couple weeks of the season, you're kind of rolling. You're like, oh, look, my team is all screwed up. Uh, but maybe you didn't know how to use transfers yet, or you haven't used them. You didn't know who to who to make moves for. And suddenly you have like four transfers you could you could bring in. You know, um, the hot players or whatever. The hot players. <laughs> the hot players. I love it. Uh, username 54 says, have a minimum of two free transfers per week with no carryover. So we're going uh, strictly the other the other side of it. Active team management should be encouraged rather than rewarded. So um, that's just the opposite. You get two frees to, every week, no carryover. Every year I expect them to make this change and have two free transfers uh, a week. I, I don't I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I I know you're like you like the team value building thing. Like, I, I guess this would kind of run counter to that. But I, I don't think that having two transfers would radically shift the game in favor of the serious players. Like, I I think it it would it would help everybody. It would make things more fun. Yeah, I agree. There is just something so delightfully shrewd about FPL. Or I think, <laughs> it's, it's so I feel like the two free. So it's, it's too yeah. generous. Yeah. I, it's not too, I mean, but like, if you're like, again, to, to go to NFL fantasy, which is the only other game I really have a lot of, I, I play baseball too, but baseball fantasy is, is too stressful. Um, and like that, you, you can make a trade. Like if your season's going down the tank, you can trade three players to somebody else. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I think having the option to make a couple transfers a week would be, I'd be fine with that. Uh, okay. So Turkey jerky 23 adds to the transfer discussion, lower the transfer penalty to three points or even two. It would make things more fun. So there again, we're trying to level the playing field, I guess, with, in terms of transfers. Level, yeah. The playing I mean, field. I something like that. Something. Uh, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that too. I, I can understand that the penalty does sort of reward people who built who built a strong team. I actually, I think I'm less. I, I like this one less than the two transfer one because it does seem like. I guess it's like a little like. I don't know. Like, there's a little feeling of like, I built, I, I built this good team. I brought in Jamie Vardy early on. Yeah. Like, if you, if you, if you, like, I mean, I actually feel that way a little bit right now. We're like, you're, you know, like, you're talking about burning forward to bring in a midfielder, and it's like, well, like, I don't love my team right now, but at least I have like this crop of midfielders that I'm really, like, I feel very good about my midfield right now. Like, I like that. Like, if someone needs to have these top midfielders, they have to burn four points to get there. You feel good about them now, though. They'll all be injured in game after game week twelve. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Like. 
All three of them are going to start on the bench. <laughs> All right. So this is the section that you had to talk me into actually including in the podcast. I'm loath to talk about defensive midfielders, but it's true. If anybody needs more respect, more so than the defenders, it's the defensive midfielders who are just like non-starters. I mean, right. players of the year like like N'Golo Conte uh, last season um, for Leicester. You just you can't have him in your FPL squad because he generates nothing. A Michael Essien. Yeah. Uh, I think it really does get at it, it, part of what was fun about gathering all these suggestions together is it really makes you think about um, how different the fantasy game is than real life and what the, what the limits of our game, a game like this. I mean, defenders in general, it's very hard for them to get properly credited. You know, it's just it's hard for them to. Um, you know, to, to like to just earn enough points. You know, they're not they're not expected to score. It's, you know, I mean, it's even even finding a defender who's on you know penalties is kind of a rare thing. Yeah. Um, and so defensive midfielder, it's even worse. I mean, like the second that um, Eric Dyer was added as a midfielder, it was like no one will ever own him again. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it was just as a five million five million defensive midfielder, he's worthless. You know, he's right, just right. not going to. You know, he's not going to be worth them. I mean, you know, Conte is the same way at uh, at Chelsea. Actually, he's a little more tempting now, but. But still, like you know, you're not going to really get anything from these players in general. Yeah, I think um, I think in Poch we trust has the best idea. Uh, he suggests award bonus points to more players, different categories of bonus points. Example: player with most successful tackles. Now, you do get BPS for successful tackles, so that does. I mean, that's how a guy like Granite Xhaka ends up getting um, a bonus point over Mesut Ozil. But I think instead of just general bps if you're a guy like gareth barry and you make say five successful tackles like a goalkeeper gets a point for three saves i think gareth barry should get in a point for a certain level of tackle that is a great idea that is like i i wish they did that because that, that is a really cool idea and that would really change the way like kind of it would actually force you to learn more about the game you know because yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. you have to you have to learn like what a defensive midfielder really does because you're like, oh, well, I need the guy who has the most tackles or the most interceptions, clearances, whatever. And it, make, uh, it, w- so, it would make yeah. your it would make it easier for you to spread spread your cash around your midfield if if guys yeah. like that at 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 five million five point five million became a little more valuable. Yeah. So sorry to multiple scorgasms and rain down sugar and Sebastian Stronsheim, um, but you guys all kind of said the same thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate the question. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We appreciate everyone who wrote in uh, to respond to our question. I think it was a generally pr- productive, therapeutic, and um, just overall wonderful brainstorming exercise. <laughs> it was. So uh, hopefully you're still listening. Uh, if you turned out at the 20 minutes and you're still – if you're still here, you're a true fan. I appreciate that. <laughs> so. Uh, you can always uh, you can find us all over the place, uh, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast first. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, and please, if you're if you're so inclined, you can leave a review. Uh, you can follow us and find us on SoundCloud. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, and TuneIn. And also follow us on Twitter. You can uh, catch us there at Hail Cheaters Facebook page. It's Facebook.com/slash Always Cheating. Or send us an email, hailcheaters at gmail.com. You can find all this info at our website. It's alwayscheating.com, uh, where you can still join the Hail Cheaters Super League. 
and uh, we're up to we're we're closing in on like fifteen hundred managers there, uh, which yeah. is really incredible, very competitive and fun. We update everyone. Maybe um, maybe one day you'll be able to search and find yourself in there. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> All right, Josh, this was a fun episode. It was yeah. So it's 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 a, it's a it's a your classic uh, international break episode. We we. How much longer can we talk about Ian Hazard's calf? Right, like you needed to bring things up a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, get a get a little cabin fever here. All right. Yeah. So thank good. God Aguero didn't have an injury. That would have been like thirty minutes of the podcast. Well, the the international break is still young. I'd mm, say. True. True. All right. Good luck to everyone in Game Week Twelve. I hope I hope there are some goals. I hope it's not a bummer. I hope so too. And I hope y'all play your double defense chip and it works out well for you this weekend. I'm playing my bye week chip actually. So I'll see you in game week 13. <laughs> see you in game week 13. All right. Uh, hail cheaters, Brandon. And Bikani forever. Have mercy.